This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors. And today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Welcome, After Buzzers. You are watching the After Show for Succession, Season Two, Episode Nine, DC. Where tonight we talk a Roman holiday, Raya out, and Kill Bill. Stay tuned for more. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now let the buzz begin. Welcome back, Succession super fans. We are back. We got a full panel. I am joined by my lovely co-host, Mrs. Thelma Mbezoe Daniel. I am so happy to be here. Still miss, for yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, Mr. Still Ryan Nelson, head yes. of Popcorn Talk. There are no NRPIs on this panel. We here for you. Exactly. Talk Succession. <laughs> DC. Yes, and I'm your host again, Shaka Smith. Excited for you guys to be back. we got so much to talk about. <sighs> Yes. Yeah, yeah. Have, uh, of course, we have our news, our predictions, our savage lines, and our flex moments to go over with you guys. Our flex moment is where we pick a character moment that really kind of bossed up. And of course, our savage lines, we highlight some of the crazy lines of this episode, as they always have crazy lines every episode. Um, but let's get into your overall thoughts, guys. You know what? Speaking of crazy lines, I think my overall thought is just summed up in what Carl said. Just watching this episode, flu disclosure right now. I'm sitting here, but I'm having a panic attack. Yeah. That was my mood the entire episode. So I I feel like that's my overall thought. This was, yet again, incredible episode. I was too having a panic attack. At one point, I was under the table. (laughs) They're falling apart in these interviews. So intense and just a crazy cliffhanger to end on. Cannot wait to predict about that. But yeah, uh, at the end of the day, you just got to kill Bill. Yeah, right? Yeah, for me, it was the same way where... We didn't have any direction. I didn't know which way the wind was going to blow because we had these external forces that seemed greater than the Roy's. Mm. So I was just anxious, like, what, what's going to happen? How do they react? Um, but we got to get into Kill Bill, this whole strategy. And, you know, they um, kick it off. We get the whistleblower. Um, Mr. Was it James Weasel. We get the <laughs> whistleblower. Weasel. Mm-hmm. And it, it looks like this is going to be a real issue for them, and they got to go have congressional hearings. What did you think about them having to deal with the pressure of congressional hearings versus, you know, the the legal route and having to to maybe face criminal charges? I think it was really important because, it was, like they said, it's a stage. Yeah. So a lot of time those optics are important. Mm-hmm. It's really about having those lines that can really stick with people. And I think, though it was a bad choice, in my opinion, the way it started off, I feel like we <laughs> did have people come in, like Kendall, who yeah. really gave those one-liners that will work for a general public. Yeah. 
I thought it's so funny just all the prep work that goes into this. How he's paying fifty people to watch that yeah. initial interview in another room, yeah. and then all the prep time. I th- we didn't get to see, but Tom just again asking over and over again, "Prep me, prep me, prep me." And like, "You're set." We spent all these hours on it, and still he felt like he got blindsided from all angles. Yeah. Really intense, and just you know, we we know the truth, so we know who's susceptible to what, and just everything with Greg and Tom was so cringy because you, you feel like they're just about to get found out any second and uh real just really fascinating because I, I get that this happens in real life and this is must this all the prep that goes into this is yeah. what they have to do and, and the anxiety of everyone in that room to want someone else's head to roll because how did they not say no tom should not be the one to be up there that was the, yeah that was the issue i was having because <laughs> even after all the prep everything that went on and we've seen this happen in real life you know with companies like facebook and we it was really great to kind of get behind the door to kind of see how some of these issues yeah. might actually play out. But I feel like there wasn't enough transparency with one another because for you to one send Tom out there, that was, I mean, to me, was not the best choice. Just the history of knowing Tom. like you know, And not his, even his ability prep, to fumble just, everything. Yeah. yeah. Like, if I were in that room, I probably would have had very little to say except for not Tom. Like, I'd have yeah. been like, whoa, that's yeah. 30 emails where you called him Mo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I never called him Mo. Yeah. <laughs> but I also think that it was one of those things where everyone's so nervous for yeah. it not to be them because yeah. Ray even said that they look scared so I feel like at that point maybe they weren't really thinking they were just happy it wasn't they were just like okay it's not me I'm not going so <laughs> yeah. that's fine because we even saw that with Jerry she testified with Tom and even the times where Kendall stepped in she never said anything it yeah. was like just whatever I don't want it on me Yeah, and there was no blood immediate blood relatives to uh, first testify that's why the ending was so fascinating where he's like we gotta yeah. make a blood sacrifice but I think yeah, Tom, definitely interesting choice. He had one of the most, I think, he was talked about most on TV beforehand. So yeah. I think that was their rationale to why they chose him to go in. Yeah. Like, you had so much talk about on airtime. And, he's, and he's, the, he's the, like, the, the, CEO, head of, the head of right. cruises yeah. at this particular time. But anyone yeah. knowing Tom. They, yeah. <laughs> they, I, I, I wish there were probably, it feels like there was probably another conversation. Well, if Tom screws up, it'll be all right because can, we can pin it on him, too. Mm. It feels like there, there was an extra conversation that we missed. That definitely was foreshadowed <laughs> in the beginning of the season. Yeah. Now, now, Tom got grilled pretty hard. And something, you know, I think we forget the the human touch to what's actually happening. Um, so we have this term called NRPIs. Uh, how do, what's your reaction, Ryan, to that, just hearing that term in relationship to this company and what that actually means in this world? Well, I mean, obviously, when they, when they define it and they go, oh, this is just, this essentially... A prostitute, yeah, in a migrant way. workers or sex workers, yeah. right? And that if if they went overboard, it might have been considered a stowaway yeah. when you refer to someone like that. When no, in fact, it might it was an employee. Yeah, and so that really disturbing. Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, what's really troubling is it, it, connecting everything from season one with Tom straining these documents, sending Greg like it's all coming to a head, and we know all the bad logistics. And even I forget the actor's name, but who played his predecessor. He comes back, Bill? like they got the yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and just coming in and uh, him finding out all this out. I, I thought that I mean it was disturbing because yeah. that's probably how they cover this up paperwork wise in real life, and also to think like the you don't know how many were actual stowaways yeah. or were actual employees that they yeah, and I, I love that it, it, it but it kind of highlighted that that tension between corporate culture and like I guess morality really because it's in the best interest for the corporation and as a shareholder you want what's in the best interest for the corporation to keep this under wraps but as a human being it's sort of like 
we are we're taking these lives for granted. You know, I absolutely see that. I think on one level, we see people who are trying to downplay it, even with themselves, within themselves. Yeah. And I think that even calling like Raya Prem and things along those lines, you can have people like Shiv and say, oh, you get it. But I think there's even that underlying of like, this is not okay. Yeah. So I feel like we look at some of the conversations that happened today as tactic, but I think there's such an underlining truth to that because at the end of the day, Bill knows what he did. He knew it was nice, but you're a little too nice. You yeah. know what I mean? So I feel like you already have an idea what's to come out yeah. and you are very instrumental in making all this happen. So for people like Jerry to say, oh, he handled it without telling us the particulars. Yeah. That was his job. Yeah. And I, I, I love we get Bill coming. Just, oh, I just want to support the family. We knew Bill. He knows. And he, he, knows has, he has the diaries. That yeah. was like a very like slick threat. <laughs> and that's, yeah. He was like, I have the diaries. And that's when, you know, like, it kind of like shifted away. Like, Bill's not going to be enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's not going to go easily. It was yeah. so funny at the beginning when they run into him. And he's just like, thought I'd show up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice guy. Nice support guy. the family. Yeah. Yeah. Kill him. Oh, wow. Kill Bill. <laughs> Kill Bill. Yeah. Bye. Bye, Bill. Yeah, you don't do it for the game, but you came here, you come and play. But that also, like, speaks to your point, right? That corporation versus human. Like, you have great relationships with him, but now you're willing to... Yeah, and that Several was times. yeah. Because even when he turned around, they said, "But still, we still got to go. We got to go. No matter what happens, Bill's going down." Oh, so uh, funny. And then we got to talk about so after that performance, which I was like, maybe they just end the episode now. Uh, we had <laughs> we had some redemptive performance by Kendall and Logan. What did you think about that moment where, for me, it was clear Logan threw Kendall under the bus and said, "Let's see how you handle this." Where he said, "I, well, I didn't handle that part. That was the entertainment division," you know. Did you feel him throwing Kendall under the bus? I, I felt he was. It felt he was passing it off, and maybe, hey, maybe Kendall is the person who's supposed to answer this. I think Logan could have answered it too. So yeah. obviously, he. I just don't think he wanted to. I think he wanted to avoid all questioning in that area as possible. But I think you know Kendall, as brilliant as he is, can pull a fast one like that. And, yeah. and I think Kendall even kind of brought some of that in. He might have planned to say that anyway, but. The thing is, it might not have been enough, like he said, to the shareholders. But Kendall was shocked. I did did get that. And I think that it was, again, one of those testers, right? Because we're trying to see. We've seen this happen in episodes before where it's, okay, Kendall, come along. What was the purpose behind that? And I think this was a redemptive moment for Kendall. Because the last time we saw him on the spot and really tested in a way where it's like, where do you stand? Um he fumbled that. Yeah. Mm. So I think that right now it's going to be, perhaps I'll save this for predictions, but it's definitely <laughs> going to tie back to the money being dropped off. Yeah. And and, and, they, wow. and I think I think Logan was saying this is a reminder that I'm the king. The whole point of shielding certain information from people is that as you go up the ladder, there's more and more deniability. Mm-hmm. He so, said, I'm not going to argue with Emerson. <laughs> it is a shadow of me. Yeah. Like, like, but, I I don't know, but I don't know anything. So yeah. that would be the guy to yeah. speak to the details. Yeah. Um, so I, I love that savvy from him. Yeah, he'll, he'll turn over on a dime if, yeah. if he gets any type of way. If he's threatened in a way, he yeah. will... He will trade anyone. And I think that's really important to know because it even brings us back to when, you know, Rhea Holly Hunter was talking about um, you can, it must be a superpower to be able to lie to someone's face but still be plausible and like (laughs) not doubting myself like you're telling me the sky is green and I believe you and that is that is the power of Logan yes the power of Mr. Roy Uh, but we did get a a nice little meltdown moment poor poor Greg 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 has been through it for you know I just passed a quarter billion dollars (laughs) he got this hard choice to make he says okay I'm gonna throw in with Logan and then boom before he knows it, he's up there and he starts to melt down. What did you guys think of Greg's meltdown? And, we, and later we got to revisit predictions. <laughs> Can Greg go further? Because he's, he's losing it. The meltdown started in the seat when he yeah. said his name. 
Show the camera. Just have the background. He was like, oh my God, this is the moment. I thought he was going to say something at that moment. He couldn't breathe. And I feel like anybody, any political pundit watching that and like, you know, just dissecting that C-SPAN viewing would have been like, what's going on here? What's going on here? His face was fluttered. But I think it's an opportunity for Greg right mm-hmm. now because this is the most I've seen direct interaction between him and Logan mm-hmm. um, and I, I really bring it back to my prediction I really feel like Greg is headed to the top well, I don't if know can, about if, that if, if he can handle this properly because his fingerprints are literally on those boxes but, and they know his name but what if he gives the thing he gives those boxes to somebody you know so it's more important now we have we have leverage to use to plant it on who we want. Mm. So Pos- it can work of, both ways. But as of now, <laughs> as of now, his hand is like in the cookie jar. And yeah. It's like, which way to go? Was his reaction in the background of the court scene better or was Connor? Because that was Connor, my next Connor, question. Yeah, Connor was like the audience. Bump. He was us. Like, yes. Yeah, like he's just saying everything after Logan finishes. He's yeah. just like, yeah, that's why I, I want to see the Twitter feed of what Connor's reactions because, like, people would in real time, people would have been like, Connor's the guy in the back. You wow. Know? Yeah. yeah. This is audible reactions are incredible. <laughs> they were. They were. Uh, well, hopefully, you guys are having great reactions to us, and we hope you guys are enjoying us in the chat room. And Always enjoying us in the chat room. As you know, you can tune in to our sci fi channel, reality channel, drama, comedy, whatever you love. But you know, After Buzz is the ESPN of TV sports, and we really, of TV talk. Look at me. <laughs> As we're talking right now, we love that you're always tuned in with us. So stay tuned in. Hit us up on the chat, on the snap, and also in the chat, and we'll be sure to reach out to you. Five star review, guys. We will shout you out on air. Yes. We're here for you. Yeah, exactly. on Spotify and iTunes. Look at us. Yes, we appreciate it, guys. We appreciate the love. Hopefully, love, right? <laughs> Big love. Uh, and now we got to talk a little bit about our Roman holiday. Uh, Roman, <sighs> he's always one of my favorite characters, but this one, he, he really got, he found himself in a, in a pickle. But I do love that Logan was tasked, um, that Roman was tasked with something by Logan as a central member of the family. He's still got, you know, he's still kind of in the running. Right. Uh, what did you think about um, Logan giving him that responsibility? Uh, again, I think that. Logan is now starting to see some of the strengths within his children that he hasn't seen in the past. And maybe it took, you know, Rhea, whoever else kind of pointed it out to give that to him. But I do feel like no matter how ridiculous Roman is, there is a likability there. Yeah. So there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see him kind of step up to the plate. I, I think like in the middle of the episode, I was like, step up, do it. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what you got. So I was really excited to see that. Like, yeah, one on Lo- one, let's see you do something. Because Logan yeah. kind of gave him that pep talk like, I think you can do I it. Think let's you see can what do you it. can do. Yeah. Yeah. You, were, you did say that because I think this confirmed that he doesn't have, he has a lot of confidence but he's never really gone all out on something yeah, yeah, yeah. W- w- to this magnitude. Like, this is a big deal that he needs to put together, he needs to put in place and confirm, and it's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. And he even is unsure of himself for it, yeah. but since his dad's asking him, he's going to go do it. And, and of all the kids, I think he literally has the most difficult task, because he's dealing with foreign people with different motivations uh, on their land, which we see does come to play out, you know, right. in this dangerous situation where he doesn't know, he's got no footing, you know? It's just savvy. Yeah. And it really is very savvy, but a moment for me within all of that was just like, as dehumanizing as the things that he says are sometimes, yeah. he still has this core where he's like, but are you okay, dad? So I think that yeah. all that kind of plays into how he connects with people and his ability to still be connected to people and his strength in kind of handle this deal with Edward. Even the security guard, I know that was for his protection, and but Dave. Wait, where's Dave? I need, yeah, Dave. I need him yeah. right now. Yeah, exactly. And, and just to talk himself out of these situations. He's like Jack Sparrow in that in that way. He yeah. can just get out of these crazy situations with just his words. Great reference. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think Jack Sparrow's got more like intentionality. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, but I just yeah. me trying to picture any other one of the Roy kids in that situation, they would yeah. have like overplayed their hand gotten or shot. gotten <laughs> shot. Yeah, or just tried to run the whole situation. Yeah. So I think just being the third and being the last born, and there are a lot of things where he's never really had a lot of control. So being in a situation where he has no control, it's like okay, well I'm used to this. Yeah, he <laughs> was like a lot of questions. So I need to know what's happening play by play. What and he's so uncomfortable even when he's at the soccer game and he has to give the pep talk. <laughs> yeah. It's Did the he even worst know the right name ever. Of the, yeah. right he didn't even know if his hips, hearts, doesn't matter. But he didn't even know what to say. He even says that to Laird when he's walking out. But uh, but that's the thing is it's not necessarily whether he is the right person for the job. If he knows the most, yeah. he's just so great. He's he can talk himself out of things, yeah, and and make these deals. And at the end of this episode, we see that yeah. where he's like, "Hey, we might we might just go to these other hostages. We could get around here." Like yeah. that, it's so clever, and that's what makes him such an awesome character. Agreed. Agreed. And, and and we see, you know, Jerry's got that other side of it. You know, they're kind of a nice little balance. She was so serious in that hearing, and she really got to the brass tacks, even though Tom messed up. But what I, I, I thought was so funny was how he tried to cover up his little relationship with Jerry. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, yeah. Jerry, disgusting, hot, but disgusting. <laughs> you marry her? What? You marry her? What? Yeah. <laughs> but, You're obsessed. But that was almost, for me, like a confirmation that this that is he, real. That this is real. <laughs> oh, me too. I really like the him and Jerry thing. Yeah. And then just hearing, like... Okay, maybe we shouldn't repeat that. What Logan said about him having like issues with older women. Oh. And it was like, oh, ding, ding, ding. So it's like, we have to unpack that. Yeah. But I just think that, like we just said, I think he does a good job of using, again, honesty yeah. as a weapon. I think that makes him more appealing when he's like, I really don't know. Mm. And I'm not trying to hide it. And I did, I don't know if this really applies to all the Roy's, but I remember reading a study years ago that said people that curse the most or the most have the most crass language are more truthful. So wow. that's why. You say what you gotta say. Because he is, in terms of language, he is the most crass of them all. Oh, yeah. But maybe that speaks to the truth that he speaks. Yeah, um, definitely. But let us talk about Rhea out. Uh, so much to unpack here. My favorite, favorite, favorite part of this whole thing about Rhea <laughs> yeah. is that Rhea came in like a shark. She she knew she was going to play the Roy's. At one point, she decided to make that choice, and that she would come to the top of this company. And she just realized, this is a whole mess, and the Roy's are too much for her. And she doesn't want anything. She just wants to walk the F away. Wow. You think she just realized that? Yeah, I I think she thought she could handle the Roy's. I thought she thinks she could have swam in those waters and be, not only swim in the waters, she could be the top shark and outmaneuver them. But now she didn't want to swim in the waters because these sharks bite each other, and I think she's out. Mm. That's interesting. I think with Rhea... I was expecting her to somehow get out of the company, but not with empty-handed. I really didn't expect that because, I mean, there's just a lot of issues that come out of that. Like, oh, you just stepped down from a sinking ship, and like, who's going to hire you after that? She's done. Because every time she makes a play... But she thinks that's a better choice than staying there because of the danger. And and the lying line you said earlier, the fact that he can just lie to your face with the most confidence and still be appealing like that is scary and she that's how she caught him because she knew that he had called him uh that mo before a oh close yeah friend yeah so it's just it was a really smart move for her to confirm that fear well, in that conversation because that was the first time we've ever heard of true apology from logan when he said i misspoke and it was like okay i'm talking to somebody <laughs> i misspoke, I misspoke. like no yeah. friend colleague <laughs> best friend like no you so i think that was important but I don't think she's going to leave empty-handed. And I think Mm. the issue right now is Rhea is doing what Shiv was doing before, in my opinion. It got too personal. 
And right now it's gotten too personal for her. And I just genuinely believe that Rhea knew. I don't think that she was aloof to any of the things that were going on in that company. I think that she was very strategic about it. But the moment that it over, she realized that she was out of the loop and there was like such a history that she can never make up for was when Shiv kind of overplayed her hand a little bit. You know, when it's like, you're the best person for us to see right now. Right. In those moments, it's like, mm, I know you don't believe that and I know you don't trust that. Yeah, so it's like... It goes back because, you know, Logan said they hid it from me, right? So yeah. I think the first thing she's thinking is who hid it from you? Mm. So that's why she said intentionally or unintentionally, yeah. I was played out as a scapegoat. So it's like... Well, I think she know. I, well, right. I, th- I think Shiv didn't overplay her hand. I think that was great. I, I think Shiv was just giving her the Shiv. Shiv you know, giving <laughs> she, her the Shiv. She was like letting her know. <laughs> Good one because you angled for this and we let you get it and now you're falling. But I really think she wants out of there because remember when we met Rhea Jarrell she was just a connector and she was in with a good family that man was nice but every scheme that Rhea Jarrell got her deeper and deeper in with the Roys and it's just like she said there's no bottom to this I can't see the bottom anymore <laughs> like at least before I thought there was a line that you wouldn't cross but now I know that there's a molester that you guys were referring to him openly and did nothing so I think she's right. all, I think she's perturbed by the level they'll go to and then we had Shiv talking out the sexual um you know, the victim right. from testifying. I think that perturbed Rhea as well. I uh, I think, actually, Rhea's feelings right now, for me, kind of have an underlining of what Shiv might be feeling deep, deep inside. I oh, think yeah. even when she was saying, you know, I don't trust my father, blah, blah, blah. You know, of course, we think, oh, that was a tactic. But again, I think it's weaponizing honesty. Yeah. The same way we're so easily, like like you said, people who are honest, just say what you have in your mind. I think that was a really important moment for Shiv. So I think the way Rhea is feeling is an undertone of how like Shiv is actually going to end up feeling at the end of the day, because it comes back to corporation morality. Like, where's the line? And, and that's a bigger issue in our world today. And I think Shiv is feeling that because she had some silent moments. She never voiced it, but she looks like she was perturbed by getting Kira not to testify. She looked like she had a problem with doing that. Mm. And I'm wondering if that, if Shiv will be up to snuff for taking over this company if those are the things she's going to have to do and be responsible for. Or did you feel that or do you think that, right? That she felt uncomfortable having to do that? To, to what she did to Kira. I couldn't get a full read on that. I thought that was actually the most interesting scene in this episode because yeah. to a certain degree, what Shiv was saying, she's being very truthful mm-hmm. and she was using truth as a weapon there and she was saying, you know, I'm out for myself right now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm talking to you to better my position. Yeah. But I did believe there was some truth to what she was saying with the whole idea that, hey, if you call these guys out, you let the world know what they did, you're going to get them, they're going to get their comeuppets, jail, whatever. It's going to be exposed, but your life is going to be severely impacted. And that's something that it, it, I don't think, really know if we've seen play out on a TV show before. Yeah. And we've seen it been play out in real life. Yeah. We don't know the full extent, though. And when she's just saying, like, you know, tombstone, obituary, first and last line, it's going to be this. This is what your you grandparents are going to know you left. Vacation. They're, you're going to need to move out of your house. Like, yeah. it's going to really impact your life, and you're not going to make out with that much money. You're going to get a book deal. You're going to get some TV spot interviews, but it's all going to fade away. You're going to be famous for two days, and then people will forget and move on. Whereas with this, you can make a deal with us essentially working with them and you get can, a couple mil and they still get the shaft. I, I don't know if I t- restitution for a sexual assault is like looked at in those terms. Of, I, cor- of course not. <laughs> so I don't know what she was saying. Like, but I, 
I think what she was saying is used to keep victims silent. I, I don't think that's oh. a positive. I think she was going to that victim playbook of I'm going to keep you silent by scaring you about what's going to happen. It but I'm not going to. But I'm not going to focus on the positive that will come from you telling your story, the other woman you might save, to you know, or the release or feeling that you might actually feel better though you don't have extra millions. But right. you'll probably still get the millions because you know you'll probably still be able to get those millions regardless. Right. But what I'm saying is she used. Exactly. She hyped she hyped up the negatives mm-hmm. more than the positives, which is using yeah. the truth as a weapon. But so, I like, don't... so arguing that she's not she doesn't have the come up it's to run the company, I think that this was an example that she does. Exactly. I have to second that because I think that instead of it being a moment where she was feeling uncomfortable, I think it was one of the strongest moments we've seen from her. Every little thing from taking off her shoes to walk to like no, seriously, that was yeah. a that was a humanizing moment. It's like, okay, we're just girls here talking, sitting down, having that conversation. And I think the most important part is when she said, Can I trust you? you no you can't that was the most honest moment we could have so i feel like Mm. on one absolutely i think that was honesty is a weapon i think that was can i trust you she would have said yes anybody you could walk away from that situation like man can i really trust that she's a roy but to say no you cannot trust anyone in this moment you can only listen i thought and make the right decision i thought she said no because she knew that was the only answer that this lady would trust so she true, had but to it's also the, the truth. But I will say, here, it's also sort of true. It's Wait. also the truth, though. Everything she well, said was true. How do we know? If we don't, how do we I, know that Shiv doesn't really intend to make heads roll? Well, I, okay. I, th- I think there's. Let me let me put it this way. I think there's a difference. Then that's what I'm telling you. Like I, Shiv is like I, having like a moral compass no, no, right now. She's like, I, you know what? I think Sorry. I think Shiv is thinking that might help fix her moral compass, but she knows what she's doing right now is wrong. And I'll, I'll say, because what I saw was when she left the car from Rhea, Rhea said, you don't have to do this, you know. Mm. That was like, to me, that was a sister-sister moment. That was like, you don't have to go out and tell this other female she can't testify right now. And then Shiv said, but I do. Like, she, but she had a moment. But family. she said, but I have to do it. It's my yeah. family. But then even when she comes back to Logan and Logan said, you did good, kid, and gave her a kiss, she just had a look on her face like, what I did wasn't good. Yeah, I think, honestly, why couldn't that be a powerful moment for her as well as a powerful woman deciding like you know I'm going to run this company I'm going to play the long road this can be delayed gratification and I'm going to figure out the best way to do it there are a lot of ways that she could have intimidated that witness but the way that but she, she chose I'm not the, the question is not if she intimidated the oh, witness okay, that's oh, not okay. the question okay, it's sure. about the how behind it and the intent I mm. would argue we can look back on this episode yeah. many episodes <laughs> from now if for any reason, Shiv is going to turn away from Logan. Yeah. It was at this moment yeah, where yeah, she's yeah, decided, yeah. you know what? The mm. things that I'm saying to this witness, I actually believe. And I want to take our company a different way. This is mm. my family name. Mm. I genuinely believe that. I think this is the beginning of Shiv trying to decide with or without Logan, I'm going to run this company. And I'm going to run it in a way that I feel I see fit. Mm. I think it's disturbing because mm. with Rhea, she realized... Not only that this bad stuff's been happening in the company, yeah. but it's how closely related it is to Logan. The fact that, that this molester mm-hmm. was a close friend. Yeah, and you have to realize, it's not just it's, a... Yeah. He it, couldn't even answer a, the question of, like, were you there when any of these things happened? I'm not going to justify that. It's next to no question. And what's egregious is that it's not just, you know, there was one incident and we covered it. It was known through the company. They called him Mo. Like, yeah. And so the negligence to have someone for years that everyone's calling Mo and not go, wait, is he actually molesting like young ladies that were putting him on a ship they can't escape from? It's not so negligent. Think, they genuinely like walk away from situations that they no, don't want to deal with. No, no, but I mean, like it's negligent for like maybe someone like Tom who yeah. maybe didn't have firsthand knowledge. But if you know everybody's calling Mo and they don't call it to his face, like y'all should look into whether or not he's actually molesting people. Oh, totally. And I think Absolutely. for Rhea, that was just like... 
this is like this, <laughs> this is too, this too much. Cover, yeah, cover-ups aren't like that. I mean, you, an incident happens, you cover up one thing, but y- y'all kept this guy around. So you, it was almost almost like the Epstein thing. You know, you guys enabled him. You guys yeah. furthered this, and so I think that was Ray was just like, this is crazy. But I think if they had to start asking those questions about if he really wasn't molested, they'd have to start asking the questions about all of the things that happened there, from the human furniture to every single aspect. These people are not; they're not living in this. No, no, I don't negate yeah. anything yeah, you just yeah. said. I absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying this is a situation where we all know what was going on. I think that everyone in the company knew what was going on. They didn't ask or investigate if he was a molester or not because they already knew the answer and did not want to deal with that reality. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah, I, I think the investigate the people that were responsible for investigating did, but I think there are other people in the company that just called him Mo and no one said, "Hey, like, shouldn't we be looking at this more seriously?" <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Like, I think it yeah. would. So, but, um. Oh we, my gosh. <laughs> We're all just yeah. like, yeah. It's, 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 it's a lot. It's a lot. It's really nice. We gotta get into our news and predictions. Uh, well, we'll uh, do we wanna do the segment, special segments real quick? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, well, sorry. News, news, news first? Yeah. News first. Cool. We'll start with our news. <laughs> After Buzz TV. All right, first off, Kenneth Lonergan. Yeah. Famous playwright, film director. He did Manchester by the Sea. Margaret, really awesome writer. He's a huge fan of this show. And this week, uh, IndieWire took on this article that he wrote, this op-ed, about how how fascinated he is with the character of Roman. And that Roman, played by Kieran Kieran Culkin is his, his favorite character on the show because of his attitude and that he he's so dangerous in that how much he doesn't give a crap. Yeah. yeah. And that that is the best thing about him and also his undoing the worst thing about him and how that that, that makes for such an interesting character that hasn't really been portrayed as well as anyone by except for Kieran Colton on screen. He's done the best job at that. And I think that's so fascinating to hear someone who's like one of the most well-renowned playwrights, directors commenting on his performance. So mm-hmm. I just want to give that a quick shout out. So cool. Be- this show is catching on like wildfire. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of last week's episode, we even had James Gunn, director of Guardians of the Galaxy, the upcoming The Suicide Squad. This is his favorite show on TV right now. All these big-time filmmakers and directors are really hopping on the Secession bandwagon. So we're just shouting them out like that. Another thing, this is a funny video we found. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, wait, we have a tweet up right here. This is a tweet that I saw last yesterday. It says... All the scenes between Jerry and Roman are like this year's Phantom Thread. <laughs> I think this is so funny. Phantom Thread, Daniel Day-Lewis, last year, uh, PTA film. Just a really unique, dominant relationship. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing in this season of Succession. And this is one of the funniest videos I've seen on Twitter. If we could get the sound, J-Lo, that would be amazing. Um, basically, we got... We got uh, Kermit the Frog dancing to the Succession theme. The theme song was actually done by Nicholas Brittle. We love that song so, so much that much. we were we were having a full blown moment. I think he's brilliant, but you know, I just I appreciate you for telling us all of that. Yeah, this is really brittle. important. I mean, he guy composed Moonlight. Yeah, he actually was nominated for an Oscar for for Moonlight Best for score. sure. We just need like a Succession score album. Yeah, yeah do, do they think, have one out? Is it one out? I mean, I think there must be uh, some kind there of like is a soundtrack. soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's there a soundtrack, soundtrack for sure. And I think uh, that, like we said, I think this goes up with one of the best opening songs in yeah. the HBO show. Absolutely, like Game of Thrones. It's that. Yeah, good. it's yeah. that good. Yeah, this week's news. You know, it's really good when you're just listening to it in the car driving home. 
come from work. You're like, what? Dun, dun. A little inspiration, right? Yeah, but I don't want to. Just, I just wanted to touch on something that you said. Yeah. I don't. I absolutely agree, and I think that there's definitely a bigger issue here with the women being silenced and just, just the culture. And we've been yeah. unraveling with the time that we're in right now. But I do feel like there's there are many ways to to kill a rat. Yeah, yeah. I I I feel like what we're seeing in this culture is these women dealing with that but mm. also not having the time to like you know in real we, to, uh, we yeah. process and we yeah. sit back but there's also herrings happening and yeah. things that need to take place so right. they deal with it but then they don't get enough time to necessarily process it and we'll process it later and then yeah. we'll get a prediction to see how those pan out yeah. but um, of course we've got to go to our flex moment where we talk about a character and the moment they sort of boss up and this show's got tons of moments it had so many yes yes what do you guys have I think we just talked about it we- <laughs> it, was, it was Shiv Talking to the the victim. Oh, see, to me that wasn't the boss moment. I thought that was. was, a I flex. thought. I thought. What was, I thought, you, what was your? It's, it's her using that honest. Her, her using um, most of some truths, using selective yeah. truths to as a weapon, and just really cunningly, yeah. sort of flexing in that here's a possible future if you go through with this. And yeah, it's messed up. It's really messed up. But I just think that that was not many people could do that. Only Shiv as a character would probably be one of the characters that could pull that off so I thought that was a major flex moment well yeah I mean I thought the way Shiv pulled it off like I didn't didn't agree with the whole premise yeah with the premise of it but watching her from sitting on that bench and like how do I get this girl to even have a conversation with me you know Ray's not even here (laughs) yeah I thought that was amazing Ray didn't even show up I definitely also wrote that as my flex moment I think it was really when she looked at Ray and was like you know this is my family I think the exact line was you know that's yeah that's my family's company if it goes if she's compelling that's that's on on me so I think that was a really important moment it was a flex moment I obviously don't agree with the premise of it either but I think it was one of the times where I personally have been crying for Shiv to just kind of like come back into who she is as a political you know analyst when she's like you know this is what she does for a living so it's like at the end of the day the optics are the optics you need to deal with them head on and I'm so glad to see Ray have that moment another flex moment for me was definitely (laughs) Logan Roy saying I don't have to watch this I I paid 50 people to (laughs) watch this I should not have to watch this I was like oh my goodness and then the third flex moment was like 5 mil when they were talking about 5 mil you're like 5 mil you can't you can't can't even retire with 5 mil I was just like oh my god I can't relate (laughs) not worth working I was like that was like the entire flex on like you can't like literally <laughs> succession flex like you guys can watch it but you're, you're in but not a- I love that yeah yeah you can't you can't what is it you don't want to go you're not going to go to work but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, but I loved Rhea I thought she when she left mm. um, the walking away when yeah. she said I can't see the bottom of the pool and I don't know if you care about anything yeah because she's like Logan Roy I haven't seen you one thing that you were like oh here's the line we can't touch that. Second time this yeah. season, someone's just walked away from him at the end of the episode, and he's mm-hmm. shouting their name. Yeah. Really powerful stuff. Oh, yeah, stuff. Nan has yeah, walked man. away. Mar- Marcia. You know, Logan's losing some people. He really is. I agree. Yeah. And I, yeah, what you just said is really important, because also, like, with the even with his relationship, when yeah. Rhea first met, you know, Marcia, she was like, oh, you, you picked somebody your own. It's different. You know what I mean? You picked somebody your own age, and maybe she had some respect for that that relationship, but how easily he, she was able to kind of like get between that. I'm sure that's like mm. an underlining yeah. factor into that no what's, bottom. What's going on with Marsha? Where yeah, is she? Where is Marcia, you know Marcia, I'm asking Marcia. for her every episode. <laughs> She's the smartest person. <laughs> but now we got to get into our savage line. Savage. Oh my gosh. We just pull out the script or the, you know, the screenplay. Right. I mean, the show is so well yeah. written. There's so many great lines. We, it's hard to pick one sometimes. You guys have any? 
Want to go first? Sure. I think for me, um, some of the savage lines that we saw um, in the episode was just kind of like saying, you know, we have to kill Bill. I yeah. think that was a that was an Im- immediate savage. savage line. And I think for Greg to say, I walked away from five mil. And when he actually said that I called my mom and he's gonna, she's going to give me five mil anyway. The reason I thought that was such savagery is because I've always thought that he's very calculating mm-hmm. and him and his mom are always kind of mm-hmm. in cahoots. Yeah. So I feel like for for a lot of times when we see Greg being reactive, I think that was a situation where, okay, he already knew what his game plan was. I want to see more of Greg kind of playing chess and being able Greg's to be... Greg's not there yet. He's not there. That's <laughs> why I want to see more of it. I yeah. want to see more of it. So I was happy to see that. Yeah. This was, sometimes a simple, yeah. simple route, though, is the best route. Like I think Greg yeah. is like simple and keeps it kind of within the buoys, doesn't try to go too far with his plans. That's and sometimes true. that's just the way to go and to get to where you're going. Being in the moment. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. I think so... <laughs> I had one. This was in response to after a, probably another flex moment when Kendall just drops the mic on all on the senator saying like you have it out for my family. Uh, yeah. So then it cuts to yeah. I think their control room, yeah. the fifty people he's paying to watch it, <laughs> and he goes, uh, they call they call Gil yeah. a meth head Santa because he so rarely delivers. Yeah. Oh, my oh my gosh. my goodness, that was good. That was incredible. Oh, that was incredible. <laughs> that was then, incredible. And then I got one more. Uh, oh, you, this might be yours though, because I think we all wrote this one down. We did, we did. As I was trying to like pass over it, but say yeah, it anyway. Uh, so okay, Roman's getting it's a hostage situation, uh-huh, and uh-huh. they're like, you know, we got a meeting. Uh, you're gonna be fine. This isn't there's nothing to be worried about. And he's like, oh, what does that rhyme with? It rhymes with your. F- yeah. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I'm probably gonna use that one. We, yeah, that was that was interesting, but I, that was also one of those. Savage moments for him because it was like his comeback, right? So it's like, yeah, look what look what Tom did. He threatened to break my legs. He tried, <laughs> all these things happened. So it was like a moment of retribution, but it didn't last long. It didn't last long. <laughs> um, I had a couple savage lines. Um, well, I did like it was. It's not a courthouse; it's a stage. I like that. <sighs> that was that, a good one. That actually. recognition of you know um, what's actually happening. Great like, one. Of course, eat 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 <sighs> those things. Problematic dang- though. <laughs> it's really problematic. Very problematic. Yeah. I'm a little uncomfortable because that's so real. <laughs> <laughs> and then I loved. If we're gonna kill Bill, I don't want to see Bill. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was I, another good one. I think I had. Oh, I, and this was just good advice. Where Shiv was talking to Kira, and she says. Listen to everyone and make an assessment. That's right. Yeah. So don't take what I'm saying for truth or don't take the other side, but just listen to everybody, take it all in, and then you decide what's best for yourself. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, yeah, there's so many good lines. I just think the reason this show is so successful is just, again, like almost like you said, in the moment, they don't, it's not too much, it's not too little. It's just very much like step by step, this is what it is. This is the reality of it. It feels very real and not overly dramatic. Yeah. It's just very real. Okay, sorry. I just read someone from the chat yeah. who put a savage line, and this this wasn't someone didn't say this. This was one of the lines from the emails of mm-hmm. Tom's. Can't make a tomlet without breaking a few grams. <laughs> oh, that yes. was a great one. <laughs> you sent this email sixty times. Sixty times. You know the difference between these two hours. Oh, oh, that is such like. I still what? can't believe Greg. He needs I, therapy. I still can't believe they asked Tom who Greg was. He was like, no, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> he was like, oh. no. No. <laughs> I know. 
when Greg, when, Greg uh, when Tom came back in, you, I think he made a really funny comment. Guys, Shaga was like, "If I was Jim, I'd be like, I want a divorce." Yeah, that was that was divorce I want a time. Divorce. Like, I, I can't trust you. <laughs> That's a total turnoff. Uh, <laughs> wow, uh, awesome stuff for the chat. Just real quick, so we yeah, have Patrice Wilcox saying Shiv invoked the selfish nature in the victim when she told her to be her to be for herself. Yes, right. The victim wanted to help everyone, and Shiv encouraged her to only be out for herself. Yeah. Mm. Interesting, and I think it's in, an interesting situation. And I think in the long run, that that actually won't help herself. I think she mm. she would have felt better if she gets her story out and does feel like she's helping other victims and helping. At least that's what yeah. I've gathered from what I've heard. And you know, you're probably right. So, but that's also to me. It sounds like Shiv. You know, sometimes you you're giving people advice, and then just as you're talking, you kind of like, you know what? I need to take this advice. That too, yeah. But let us get mm. into our predictions. Oh. Predictions. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm really curious about Marsha. Oh, oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get her next week. We have to. We, we it's the finale. They're all like, on we one haven't... boat, too. You notice they're all on the cruise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what a great back setting. To, back to a cruise. We didn't talk about the random senator being like, I've been on a cruise with my family, and I loved it. I was like, okay, that was, oh, yeah. that was the moment oh. where everything changed. I was like... Who paid him? Like, well, where did he come from? Well, smirk. well, have you yeah. been watching these hearings? I think they were just kind of showing the partisanship that Absolutely. you can have. No, so whenever true. it's like a, you know, when I watch these hearings, whenever it's like a Republican, Republican senator, they just start talking about how much they like the guy. And then yeah. when it's a Democrat, they talk about all the evils and vice versa. So right. I think they were just showing that juxtaposition, but that they had turned the tide in giving their side enough to mm-hmm. protect them. You know what I mean? They weren't, everything wasn't on the table that, you know, everyone had to repudiate them. There's mm-hmm. enough that their side can go, okay, we can still stand by you. That's fair, but it also felt like a, a moment of opportunity, you know, in the long run. I want to have a drink with you guys. Okay, what are you auditioning so, for? But that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. It yeah. That's, that's the reality. Yeah. It's like, remember that moment. Yeah. Who will be the blood sacrifice? The blood sacrifice. You know, well, we saw the preview, so I guess, yeah, because I, I was thinking it was going to be Roman. I thought the story of the hostage situation, it, like, they wouldn't the sacrifice him on purpose, but I thought they would, like, you know. But, yes, I don't know. That preview's a red herring, man. Yeah. Well, it can't you, be Logan. Um, oh. It can't be. Can't? Mm. I can't. It can't? Can't. Hmm. Only God can touch him. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I have a few people on my list. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, well, that, the wait, easiest get... person would be Tom. That's like the, the easiest person. Get, yeah. That's not blood. And um, that and that's that's the issue. Yeah. So I feel like because that would be the easiest person, I definitely definitely see it could it really could be Logan. You think it, it's gonna be Logan? I, it really could be Logan because he would oh. need to step away from it enough. To give the illusion, and and he might be able that to something still something has changed, but he could still control everything or or retain a minority oh, share wow. or something like that. That would be the that would be a very smart play, which that has been be done in real life. But I, I mean, I if we're talking if we're talking about blood oh, wow. sacrifice, though, Greg's hands are on the cookie jar. But he's again, he's not. He no, he's blood, oh. and his hand is in the cookie jar. How is it not Connor? No. Oh, oh, oh that's another person. Not, did you no, wait? Pause. Did you guys see the moment the where they were like oh, you con heads? Yeah, yeah. Con the heads. con heads. He's like, "Can I use that? Sit down." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think? It, but he would be the easy pick. It's just he's not close enough to the company. There's no. That's yeah, what you think. Yeah, I mean, he, to like, rescue the it company, needs to be it needs somebody that worked value. there. At least. Gotcha. Yeah, it needs to be like a Jerry. It needs to be, but Jerry would not be satisfactory because mm. people are going to want to see a Roy fall. Exactly. In the fam- so I, that's Roy. why I think it's Greg. The reason I don't think oh. it's Greg is because Greg 
is like you said he's always been in the moment right he's not so rich that he doesn't think about all these different things he has he has what he needs he can scapegoat Tom but that's it that'd be a cliffhanger he, the only person the be. only person Greg gets to is Tom because Greg didn't do anything else for the but family. he still has the videos he still has everything else like when they were burning he has evidence he's the one who but, has the but evidence it was Tom, at Tom's it's all Tom, it's all Tom. Abs- so it can't so Greg is the perfect person because he's the family his fingerprints are on it and Greg. I don't know. I, I, I think if it's between Greg and Tom, it's still Tom. Because the way he was saying it's a blood sacrifice, Siobhan. Like, how tragic would it I know we have to go, but how tragic would it be if it was Kendall? <gasps> I, you know what? Mm-hmm. It could be Kendall because we haven't seen the money thing come back. We haven't seen a lot of things. It's, all, but, it's only Kendall. Okay, last, last yeah. person. Everybody call one. Who is it? Kendall. Don't feel good about it. Don't feel good about Shiv, it. Shiv, because she leaves on her own, because she's not, she's not comfortable. Shiv has a moral... Uh, discomfort, so she goes. That's what we no, predicted. I'm, I'm definitely going to go with Logan. Mm. Wow, love it. Well, guys, uh, this has been fun. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, <laughs> uh, guys, uh, where can they find you on social media? Oh, you can find me at Thelmi on Instagram and per Shocker's request on Thelmi uh, and D on Twitter as well. You guys can find me at Ryan Nelson underscore, at Ryan Nelson underscore, and we're going to be tweeting at all the cast of Succession, including Greg. <laughs> we want you to call in, man. But yes. yeah, guys, please go on iTunes, give us a review, we'll shout you out. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. See you guys next week. We're here for you. After Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.